Hello and welcome to episode two of Killer Hangover. I'm Beth. And I'm Bettina. And we have some great stories to share with you today. Uh, I am going to be telling a true crime story, and my mother will be telling a story about some supernatural experiences. Oh, yeah. In California. Yes. So, since we're covering California, Mom, what did you bring for us to drink tonight? Well, I, of course, had to go to wine country, and I picked some champagne from Chandon. Yes. Why don't you pour me a glass while I get my notes together? Because just like I was in school, I am not prepared. Yes. Okay, so I'm actually really excited about this story. It's a terrible story, of course. True crime, you know, it's not like happily ever after. They're not always the best endings. But this crime story I actually heard for the first time on My Favorite Murder and it is honestly what got me. I've always been interested in it, just being raised by you, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I really, really got hooked and just found myself digging online for a ton of true crime when I heard this story. So this story in particular is a dark hole on the internet. It's filled with conspiracy theories, twisted tales. So I'm going to do my best at sticking to the facts when I tell this story. Okay. But at the end, I want to explain some theories that I found on the internet that people are talking about. And I want you guys to keep in mind I didn't go like super deep into all of these theories because, like I said, it is a black hole with this case. I'll tell you my opinion, but I really want to hear your opinion. All right. So is it still an open case? No, it has been closed, but okay, it's it doesn't seem right in how they closed it. Uh-huh. So right. I am now going yes, as you should be. I am going to share the bizarre story of Elisa Lamb. So Elisa was 21. She was a college student. She was studying at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. She was incredibly close to her family. Uh, she loved art fashion she you know just like a lot of us social media was really big then Mm -hmm. uh, starting this was 2013 okay Uh, so she really blogged a lot on uh, blogspot and tumblr her blogspot is actually still open oh no way and I went back and read it and it's kind of eerie going back she really suffered with depression so it's really sad to kind of go back and read everything Uh, She had some pretty dark days and wrote a lot about that. But she was still a super positive person, too. She decided she wanted to treat herself to a West Coast tour, is what she called it. She decided to go to California Mm -hmm. by herself. Wow. And she took Amtrak and the bus system. And her first stop was San Diego. And you can track this even on her Tumblr and everything. She went to the San Diego Zoo. She posted pictures of that on Instagram. On January 26th. 2013 she headed to LA she seemed to be having a great time enjoying the time to herself and all the sights um she stayed at a couple like hostel hotels um you know she's young she's 21 she's really just enjoying these cities she called her family every single day to check in and fill them in on her travels and what she was doing and on January 28th Elisa checked into the Cecil Hotel in LA and this is where our story begins 
let's chat a little bit about the Cecil Hotel. So American Horror Story uh, Hotel, which I believe was season five. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it's season five. And I, I ask you, know. like, you have any idea? You never watched that. <laughs> so that was pretty much based on this actual hotel. It was built in the 1920s. And from what I saw in pictures online, it kind of looks like it hasn't changed too much since then. Oh. It has the really pretty, like, tile, the marble lobby, stained glass, the gold decor, very 20s. Yeah. The hotel started to, to sink a bit in the Depression, but in the 40s, it was still considered a fairly fashionable yet budget-friendly hotel. And in 1947, it was actually the last place the Black Dahlia was seen. Oh, no way. She was found about a 20-minute walk from the hotel. That's where they found her body. Oh, jeez. Uh, years shortly later, the surrounding area within about a four-block radius slowly becomes what is now known as Skid Row. Oh. So okay. it's not the safest place right. for a 21 year old to be in keep that in mind she's oh. by herself she doesn't have a car she's walking places so just kind of keep that in the back of your mind so skid row there's a lot of homeless drug use and more um, and that started to kind of seep into the hotel the hotel started to offer residencies not just as a hotel and they oh. started offering rooms as like hostels so I actually watched a YouTube video because um, people go there now especially because of this case and others and there's this hilarious YouTube video of this guy who didn't really know anything about the hotel and stayed there to save some money. His mom recommended it okay. because it's like 60 bucks a night in L.A. That's like, you know, yeah. that's pretty cool. So he had no idea the history of this place. And when he went to his room, there was no bathroom in the room. Mm -hmm. So he like calls down to the, you know, the lobby and he's like. Um, I'm sorry, but I think you put me in, like, oh, there's no bathroom. I don't know where the bathroom is. And they, they were like, yeah, there's only one bathroom per floor. <laughs> this poor kid is like, oh, gosh, where did my mom recommend to me? Um, so anyway, back to the Cecil, you know, the past. It has a lot of dark history. There was so many suicides that the hotels actually stopped counting them. Oh, no. Back in the 60s, they people started actually calling it the suicide and not just the, not the Cecil they started calling it the suicide oh jeez one of the suicides like I mean there's a lot of I'm sure very sad stories but one of them actually when she jumped she killed a pedestrian on the street a 65 oh, year old man was walking by and just they thought that they had jumped together but when they saw that his hands were in his pockets and like oh my yeah. gosh yeah she killed him by jumping yeah Okay, so the hotel, obviously, with just all this crime seeping into it, there's a lot of murders, drug use, prostitution. As creepy as it is, it actually housed two serial killers. In 1985, Richard Ramirez, da da da, the Night Stalker. Gotcha. He lived there for about three weeks. Oh. During his stay there, he was in the midst of his killing spree. There's several occasions that he would just dump his bloodied clothes in the dumpster behind this hotel. Um, another uh, serial killer I don't know much about. I think he was an, he was Austrian. It was in 1991. His name was Jack Unterweger. Ooh, I don't know okay. European <laughs> names very well. I probably totally ruined that. But he would sneak prostitutes up the fire escape, and he murdered at least three that they know of in that hotel by strangling them with their own bras. And then in 2013, our Lisa Lamb went missing. So like I said, she checked in on January 28th. She planned on staying there for a few days before continuing her little West Coast tour. 
And on the day she was meant to depart L.A. and head to Santa Cruz, she didn't make her daily phone call to her parents. And uh, they instantly, they knew yeah. something was wrong. And they actually called LAPD, like, right away. They searched the hotel as much as they could. Obviously, some rooms were inhabited, so they can't search, right. like, these people's residencies and hotel rooms and stuff. So they couldn't search everything, but they did search as many hallways as they could, uh, the lobby, uninhabited rooms, and the roof. By February 6th, Elisa's family had now come to L.A. to be there for the search. Flyers were posted, and the police went live on the news asking for anyone who knew anything to come forward. Ten days later, so February 16th, police reached out to the public again with the last known whereabouts of Elisa from February 1st. So they actually had a video, and this is what kind of sent the internet ablaze. Okay. Okay, so. Creepy. Yes. Weird, right? Yeah. So, it's a four-minute video. You can find it on YouTube, but I can kind of go through really fast. So, she jumps in the elevator. She presses multiple buttons all down the middle, and she even presses the elevator open button twice. She then, like, pops out of the elevator with her head, looking back and forth. She then slinks back, almost like she's hiding in the elevator. Later in the clip, she seems to be talking to somebody she's still seen on the elevator, um, we can still see her, but we cannot see anybody that she's talking to. And she's on a h- upper floor, so it's not like she's even near the lobby talking to anybody in the lobby. Um, the elevator door stays open the entire video, and as she walks away and then she we don't see her anymore, it closes. And, like, while we see her standing outside the elevator, she's, like, gesturing her hands like crazy. And she's, like, it's flirty but fun but yet she's i don't know i don't i don't know how to read body language i'm not an expert but it's just it's really odd so the odd things to note about this video besides the obvious that it's spooky like she's playing hide and seek with somebody we can't see right the video that the police released to the public on the 16th it slowed down 125 times than the original so they slowed it down. Now, I we don't know if the hotel gave it to them that in that way, that way or if the police did that so that the people watching it could find something or see something. or We don't know. But, again, the Internet also sees that the timestamp at the bottom of the video is all distorted and a whole minute is missing from the video, in oh. the middle of the video. Again, we don't know if the hotel gave it to them this way mm-hmm. or if the, the police, police did something. You know, maybe maybe uh, uh, somebody they think did it or, you know, knew something walked in front or somebody walked by and they want to keep that so that they know the criminal would be the only one who knew. I, I don't know. That's just right. that's just an idea. It comes out that she was bipolar huh. and was on a lot of antidepressants and... I think like this, unfortunately, is what the police really clung to. I think they chalked it up to her mental state. Yeah. And she, they say that she looks like she's just in the midst of a mental or psychotic break. So like there wasn't anybody there, and she was we don't just know picturing just, this somebody. Is, yeah, we have no idea. So it's around this time the hotel actually starts complaining about low water pressure. And the water starts tasting like sweet, and sometimes it's even coming out black. So the maintenance man, uh, Santiago Lopez, goes up to check the pipes and the hotel's roof as well as the water tanks. And it's on this day, February 19th, which is also my 
<laughs> baby's birthday. <laughs> Odd. Almost three weeks after she had gone missing, Elisa Lamb was found in one of the hotel's metal 1,000-gallon water tanks. Oh, no. The tank was about half full. She was found floating, facing upwards, completely nude. The clothing she had been wearing that day, the same ones in the elevator video, uh, her watch, shoes, and her room key were also in the tank floating alongside with her. But now we have even more questions than answers. I read through her autopsy, and my husband just totally, like, he's <laughs> trying to fall asleep, and I'm on my phone reading an autopsy. He's just like, what in God's name are you doing? But I read her through the whole autopsy, and the state uh, claimed that the cause of death was accidental drowning, and contributing factors being her mental state of depression and bipolar bipolar disorder. There were no signs of trauma. Toxology reports showed no intoxication, and the only drugs it read in her system were the medication that she was prescribed for her depression and bipolar, as well as the Sudafed. There was no needle tracks. Um, now, the blood testing was said to be limited because there was little to test, and even though the autopsy stated her face and her eyes were bloated and bulging, there was no signs of foul play. So the autopsy said her eyes were bulging and, like, super swollen, but it also stated there's no signs of foul play. So I'm assuming that's just what happens to the body after it sits in water for three weeks. I'm sure it kind of swells. I don't know. I'm not. The body does, but... hmm. Okay. Yeah. So removing the body, they actually... is kind of sad, but they actually couldn't remove her from the top. Small... It's like a really small lid that's in the top of this huge metal water tank, um, they couldn't actually get her out from the top. They had a cut in the side of the water tank to get her out because her skin was actually slipping off of her yeah. body. Now that, yeah. Um, which is just, ugh. so let's talk about the clothes she was wearing. Again, theories are coming all out everywhere. Keep in mind, she was studying fashion. Like she loved art and fashion. Okay. Her Tumblr is filled with just fashion magazine pictures and just, she loved fashion she was that autopsy report claims that the clothing had sand-like particles on them, huh? Okay, weird. There's no and, sand on the roof. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not exactly. I don't think so. It's sand, sand on roofs. I don't know. So the idolist of items was an extra small red zip-up hoodie, black polka dot sandals, black lace-trimmed panties, a large green shirt with a beer logo. And men's medium black athletic shorts. She was traveling by herself and into fashion. That sounds like a real hot outfit. It's a hot number to me. It's like a mixture of all kinds of weird things. I think she hooked up with somebody, maybe? These are like his clothes. clothes and his clothes. Yeah. So I found that incredibly odd, as well as a lot of people. And you remember that description I gave you in the beginning? She was outgoing, very lively, very friendly. That's an actual quote from one of the last people to ever see her alive. She'd gone to a bookstore near the hotel. It's called The Last Bookstore. Again, uh, ironic. ironic. And that's what the manager said of her. She was purchasing gifts for her family. She was laughing, making jokes about how she was going to bring all these gifts back home with her. That doesn't even that sound, doesn't like sound like suicide. That doesn't sound like a suicidal person. That doesn't so, even sound like a depressed person. It, so like I said, the hotel had like hostel like rooms mm-hmm. and it's said that she was staying with two other ladies in one of the rooms and they actually requested she go to another room because she was ex- she was acting and having like odd behavior how so 
that's just, that's all. That's all they said. Mm -hmm. She had odd behavior, so they moved her into a single room by herself. The police really became obsessed over her mental health and her mental state and would always, like, equivalent her when they would talk about her case of she was suffering bipolar, always suffering bipolar. She is depressed. And it's just, like, that was her title. That was her name, basically. It was so just always attached on, to her. It on her. Yeah. All the, and so it's just, it's really sad. Um, just, like, if a sex worker goes missing, they, like, blame it on her job. Right. Like, right. we're just going to blame it on her that she's dead. Um, there was no signs on her fingers that she tried to get out. There, I mean, it, it's just, it's all berserk. So these are just a couple of theories that I... I mean, these range from anywhere from the Illuminati to... <laughs> Aliens? <laughs> yes. So, this is the dark web. I mean, I was just going down all these wormholes, and I was like, I gotta stop. <laughs> One, she was murdered. Okay. Remember they said that they had dogs sent to the roof, like, three days after she went missing, and they didn't smell her? Oh, you didn't mention that. Yeah, I did. I did. They searched hallways, abandoned rooms. But you didn't say they had and dogs. And the roof. You didn't say they had dogs. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't fight with me on this podcast. Just saying. <laughs> okay, well, they took dogs up to the roof. Cadaver dogs. Okay. Yes, cadaver dogs up to the roof, and they didn't smell her. Maybe because she was in the water? Maybe she wasn't in the water yet. Because nowhere in the autopsy said how long she was in the water. All we know is she was still in the same clothes that she was in the elevator video from the first. She was wearing those funky clothes in the elevator? Mm-hmm. Oh, she was. Mm-hmm. The red sweater and the black pants. It looks like she's in a skirt, but they're black men's basketball shorts. So, another theory is ghosts and the devil. There's actually this really creepy elevator game that many people attribute to her death, um... I looked it up. I'm not going to go in depth in this, but you basically like get on the elevator and you have to press like these certain floors and if it goes to a certain floor and then you have to press these other floors and then it goes to another floor and then this like woman supposedly walks onto the elevator and you're not supposed to like make eye contact. You're not supposed to talk to her. She's going to like ask you questions. You're supposed to ignore her and she's supposed to take you to like some other floors and then like, I don't know, but you supposedly go into some other dimension. Oh, for... Goodness it's sake. like a bloody, like what bloody a bloody Mary, Mary mm-hmm. on an elevator. But a lot of people believe in this stuff. They think it was homage to the movie Dark Water. Uh, it has it, and that did have eerie similarities. Even a girl like in a water tank in that movie. So that's a theory. Theory of suicide, and then one of the theories too was it was fake. It was a distraction from the TB epidemic that was on Skid Row at the time. Which is creepy. So it never happened? That's what they say. Because, oddly enough, they call this um, epidemic, it was called enzyme-linked... I should probably ask my sister, the doctor, how to pronounce this word, but I have no idea. Uh, immune serpent assay is, like, what it was called. And for short, they called it Lam Elisa. Why, why did they do that? It, it had no ties to her, but that's just, ironically, what it was called. Okay, she has an odd name. I know. How weird is this? Right? Yeah. So, again, suicide? Why didn't she just jump then? Why did she take her clothes off, too? Yeah. I mean, if you're maybe maybe they were holding her down. 
you know, she was trying to swim and it held her down. And, like, okay, so she wanted to go skinny dipping, but all of her stuff ended up, you know, like, do you have a theory? Do you have your own theory? The aliens did it? Is that your theory, Mom? No, I don't. Well, it doesn't make, you said the hole on the top was small. It was. I mean, somebody could fit into it. But why would you, why would two people? They're about 30 pounds, so you could lift it yourself. It's not like it was super heavy. Now, some research did, like, some research I found said that when Santiago, um, when the maintenance man went up there, some said that the door was closed, so he had to open it to look into the water tank and found Mm -hmm. her body. Um, but some said that the door was left open. That would be a big point. Yeah. To know the truth. Um, the news that I re- like watched said it was open. But still, do, it's not like I see a water tank and go, oh, I want to go swimming. Right. But I'm also, maybe her mental stability. You know, a lot of people point out that schizophrenia shows up around this age, 21. It does. Um, maybe it was just all out of her control. I don't know how medications react with one another, but some, there was theories that her Sudafed that she was taking was reacting to this. Um, so on her Tumblr, you know, she even said, like, going out tonight on one of the nights in L.A., so she didn't just, like, stay in her hotel room. Like, she was going out and partying and being 21 in L.A., you know, but walking through Skid Row, so I, I don't know if she was drugged, we don't know if she... Well, she but she didn't. There was not intoxicant. Yeah, that. it's it's crazy, and how uh, full are those things usually? I mean, you said it was half full when they found her, but how full is it usually? I have I don't know that. I don't know. I don't work in plumbing. That would be plumbing. That's the usual plumbing. Job. I work in diapers <laughs> with toddlers. I'll have to check our water tank on our roof and see. I don't know. Isn't that interesting, though? Doesn't that get your mind just, like, totally Yeah, because I can't working? see anybody else getting in there with her and drowning her. I mean... Mm-mm. So another thing, too, is that to get up to the roof is a door that says, like, open and an alarm will sound. Mm-hmm. And there is a YouTube video of a Chinese tourist who went up there, opened the door, went on the roof, and no alarm sounded um her family was actually suing the hotel you know i'm sure you know workers would go up there and smoke and leave it propped open so we don't we don't know there's also a fire escape that goes just right up to the roof that you could you know get to we there's there's no camera it's crazy it literally is and she died of drowning of drowning Mm -hmm. water and stuff yeah it's not like they found any strangulation they didn't find so if she were murdered and then thrown into the water tank, then how was she murdered? There's no sign of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they closed the case. They did, like, the autopsy was marked, you know, accidental drowning. Um, and then it was also marked and dated unconclusive. Mm-hmm. And then it went back, crossed out, and they marked it again. It's 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 weird. And I feel like they inconclusive? just... Inconclusive? Inconclusive. Not unconclusive? Yep. <laughs> Thank you, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah guys get on watch the youtube video of the elevator anyway i'm sure you've seen it but there's so many theories it's really interesting Blogspot is called ether fields it's still up it's still there uh some of her tumblr stuff is still up her instagram is still there it's it's crazy oh it's really sad 
And she was herself. really suffering, like reading her blog and everything. She was really suffering from depression. But, you know, she got out and about and she went and traveled and tried to make herself better. And this is, I hate that. I mean, I think our police, you know, they do what they can, but I feel like they just chalked it up to this and then just closed it. Chalked it up to her mental health and yeah. just, that's it, moving on. She was in a bad set of town. You know, she... But unfortunately, you're in L.A. and there's so much crime. I know. So, poor Lisa, but she definitely got me into true crime, for sure. So, do you have a... Sad story. Yes, I do. Have a fun ghost story? Of course. I will do the pouring. Now, our paranormal stories are always surprises, so I have no idea what you're doing. All right, so I'm going to surprise you. Okay, (laughs) surprise! I chose this because you have a fixation with the Titanic. Yes, I do. I don't know why, but I do. Because you're a romantic. (laughs) Yes, that movie. You love the movie. Hollywood! (laughs) (laughs) So, no, I did not do the Titanic, but I did do another ship, and it is called the... Queen Mary. Yay! I want so. to go to the Queen Mary so badly. That is on my bucket list, but I don't know. Like, I know it's haunted, but I don't know the stories. So yeah. I'm going to get comfortable and drink my so sparkling. Okay, well, I'm going to start off with your favorite part of stuff, and that's the history of it. Oh, yes. December, December 1st, 1930, work began on a new liner, number 534. Then one year later, it comes to a grinding halt because of the depression mm. just like the hotel mm-hmm. by this time the outside of the ship is about 80 percent complete and the ship stands nine stories high oh my gosh yeah this wasn't a little liner it just sat there for 28 months oh my gosh i know that's sad uh until april 3rd 1934 when construction began again and this was aided in great part due to Britain, who put in a lot of money, a large amount of money, for the completion of the liner. And because of that, in September, number 534 (laughs) liner was named Queen Mary by Her Majesty Queen Um, Mary. Wow. That's where she got the name. I didn't know that. So, May 27th, 1936, the Queen Mary begins her maiden voyage from Southampton, UK, Southampton, sorry about that, UK. On June 1st, she arrives in New York City. So the crossing took five days, five hours, and 13 minutes. Oh, wow. So it's like one of the fastest crossings. Three years later, on August 30th, 1939, the Queen Mary departed Southampton on her final peacetime voyage, carrying her largest number of passengers, 2,552, including... Mr. and Mrs. Bob Hope, (laughs) and millions in gold bullion. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) They arrived in New York on September 4th, one day after England and France declared war on Germany. Oh. So this is World War II. In March 1940, the Queen Mary is given an overhaul to become a troop ship. Things were taken out, you know, all the fancy stuff. (laughs) Accommodations on the ship increased from 2,140 to 5,500. Holy cow. Well, yeah. You said it was nine stories, they so they really used every... Yeah. The liner is painted gray, all Ew. gray, 
and she's becomes, probably so pretty before becomes the gray ghost Ooh. that's what they named her irony I feel like that's like the word we've been using this entire episode. Irony? Ironic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in August, it was the first time, I just found these numbers to be incredible. It was the first time a complete division was carried on a ship. So the first... Well, those ar- are huge. The first armored infantry division. The entire division was on the ship. That's 15,125 troops with 863 crew. I squished them in there. October 2nd, 1942, the Queen, now this you have to keep in mind because it comes back. The Queen Mary collides with the British light cruiser, so they're on the same team here. Uh, (laughs) And it's Curacao, 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 that's the name of it, Curacao. You have a stroke over there? Are you okay, Mom? Curacao. We need to stop the Curacao. Curacao. <laughs> I practice this stupid word. Slicing the Curacao in half. Oh, how many people died from that one? I'll go back to that. In May 1943, Winston Churchill was transported... Churchill. From... <laughs> Sorry. Was transported... Ooh, Mom glare. Gave you a mom look. From Scotland to New York to meet with President Roosevelt. Along with him were 5,000 German prisoners of war. Oh. Yeah. February 3rd to May 19th, 1946, six war bride voyages. I had not even even heard about this. A war bride. Uh-huh. Transporting 12,886 European brides and children to the United States and Canada. Just to, like, visit their... Their soldier? Yeah, because the soldier had to be transported by the military. Okay. So the brides were still in Europe. Right. And so... They're they bringing were... their families to mm-hmm. be with their soldier. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And there was... Um, was nice of them, I guess. There was more. So Curious. February 15th through May 3rd, 1947, the Queen Mary is remade again and becomes her former beautiful self. Oh, good. No and more gray, I hope. No more gray. And July 31st, she leaves on her first post-war voyage, departing from Southampton, New York. I <laughs> like how you make her seem very happy. She's going back to work. <laughs> but then we have 1962, a great year, by the way, um, to 1966, air travel was becoming more attainable to travelers, and ocean liners were on the decline. Boring. The Queen Mary became more and more quote, old-fashioned, and Mm. slower, and, you know, I mean, I would love to be (laughs) on that instead of a plane to Europe, but that's me. In its day, the Queen Mary was bigger, faster, and more powerful than the Titanic. It carried such famous people as Greta Garbo, Audrey Hepburn, David Nevin, Elizabeth Taylor, along with her two poodles. Oh, good. Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire, and George and Ira Gershwin. Oh, Bing was on there. Bing was on there. Bing! Yeah. So, on June 27, 1967, the Queen Mary is sold to the city of Long Beach, California for $3.45 million. Oh. Yep. And cheap. <laughs> yeah, real cheap. We could have <laughs> bought her. <laughs> the ship now is a floating hotel. It doesn't leave the the dock, but it's still, you know, it's not dry docked. It's still in the water. Okay. And the ship offers Art Deco rooms, large and mini suites, and staterooms. It also offers ghosts. Cool. 
The Queen Mary is said to be one of the ten most haunted places on Earth. Seriously? Yep. And that was from several different sources. Oh, gosh. 49 deaths have happened on the Queen Mary. It was six, That's it? Even when they're going to war? 16 crew members, 2 GIs, and 31 passengers. Oh. So, all together. I mean, that's still a lot of people. I'm but just it saying. said that about 150 spirits roam around the ship. Ooh. And that Why are they multiplying? <laughs> came from different sources, so I don't know how that can be, but there you go. Okay. So here are some of the ghosts. Yay. Okay. A young woman dressed in flowing white dress. Aren't they dances, always? <laughs> of course. Dances in a corner of the Queen's Salon, one of the first class lounges. From the forward storage room where the ship's archives are, people have heard children laughing and playing. Okay, now remember my favorite word, curacao? <laughs> yep, okay. remember it well. <laughs> so, pounding noises have been heard from near the Brossens Locker, which is the area of the hull that sliced the <gasps> curacao in half. Oh no, so it's now like there's the people sad that... Part. Because of Queen Mary's wartime orders, she was not allowed to stop to rescue <gasps> the servicemen. Oh my god, that's so sad. That were aboard that ship at the oh, time. Oh no. 338 men perished in the cold, shark-infested waters. Oh, sharks. Oh, and like they could my biggest not, fear. <laughs> they could not stop for them. The pounding is thought to be the spirits. And there's Obi. He's Obi. making his entrance. Hey, Obes. The pounding is thought to be the spirits of these men begging to be let in. So, how sad is that? I think Obi got excited on that one. <laughs> it shows he's listening. <laughs> At least we have one listener. In a first-class stateroom, a tall, dark-haired man dressed in 1930s-style suit is seen. No. <laughs> okay, this is the weird part, I thought. Not that the other stuff isn't. The other stuff is so normal. <laughs> Women in 1930s-style swimsuits are occasionally seen around the first-class swimming pool. Voices and splashes are heard, and wet footprints have been seen leading away from the pool. But I'm going to tell you this now. There is no water in that swimming pool. <gasps> are you serious? Yep. There's no water in the pool. So it's just an empty pool? That's just creepy in I know. Empty in pools itself. are creepy. <laughs> but yeah. Also around the pool, there walks a little girl holding a teddy bear who shows herself occasionally. Okay, so let's take a moment and pause here. Because I think you and I both agree with children's spirits. We like don't... We agree that they like... Children shouldn't be ghosts. Right? Or is that, that, am I the only one who thinks that? I just think oh, well. that children are too innocent to just be left here as ghosts. Unless it's like a residual, like energy. Yeah, she just keeps energy. But here's the thing there is conflicting story, and there is no proof that a little girl drowned in the pool. Yeah, so that's so why I'm saying it could just like these be one of the ghosts? 150 spirits that. That just. So it could have been like a woman that died, but then she just decides to haunt as a child so that... I don't know, but she's always holding this teddy bear. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. Now, this is a thing that's... A bearded young man wearing overalls has been seen walking down the length of Shaft Alley. 
He disappears by door 13. Hmm. This is thought to be John Petter, a young 18-year-old crew member who was crushed to death by door 13 oh during gosh. a watertight door drill in 1966. So he just keeps walking and disappearing in the place that he was killed? That he was killed. And I think 18... That's such a residual. I think 18 years old, how sad, because Michael was 18 when he went to the Navy. Oh and my so gosh. Like, He's still a and, baby. And he did those drills, and it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it is said that the second class officer, William Stark, was accidentally poisoned in 1949 when he drank tetrachloride from a gin bottle the captain kept. Now, why the captain kept tetrachloride in his cabin, that I have no idea. sounds like a very drunken night, and I suggest we don't get that <laughs> beverage I'm for one of our off, shows. <laughs> his spirit has been seen wandering the halls. Mm. Oh, I thought this was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> the story goes that there was a cook on board during the troop period okay. of the ship. The World War II. And he wasn't a very good cook. <laughs> oh, no. That's One night there was himself. a riot among the troops because of the awful food. <laughs> and the riot got so out of hand. Did they killed him? They stuffed him in the oven. <gasps> and he burned to death. Okay, that's awful. I know, but... But, again, so ironic. <laughs> Sometimes his shrieks and howls of pain can be heard oh, from no, the kitchen. Oh, no, poor guy. But, again, Honey, this why story... were you a cook? <laughs> and this story is not verified. Okay. Oh, it's okay. a story, yeah. So, you can laugh, because it's a story. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, now, as with all hotels, there's always this one room, right? Sure. The of most course. haunted room. Always. Yeah. And me, I always ask to, to stay, stay in those. <laughs> yes. So here, there is a haunted room also. Room B, 340. Okay. It's said to have poltergeist activities, such as bed covers being pulled off the bed and flung across the room. I've witnessed that in my the life. The water faucets in the bathroom turning on, things being pushed off the dresser, and a dark figure standing by the bed. Oh, gosh. This activity got so bad that for 30 years, the room was not allowed to be rented out. Oh, I just got goose pimples. That's awful. Yeah. Ugh. But Friday, April 13th, 2018, the room was opened. Because On Friday the 13th? Because Let's people, just have people that happen. kept requesting it. requesting it. Did something happen? Well, of course people say, but here's to me the creepy part of this all because you know I don't like this stuff along with the usual hotel amenities this room comes with a wooden box containing a Ouija board why would they do that tarot cards oh my goodness a crystal ball and ghost hunting equipment oh my okay the ghost hunting equipment's really cool but talking about inviting but let's just open anything and everything happen. that's why yeah. these spirits keep multiplying <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I did read one they went investigating and they didn't have any they didn't see any apparitions they didn't see anything but and this is almost like even if you don't spot a specter during a visit to the Queen Mary it is not unusual to hear distant, distinct knocks door slamming and high pitched squeals I don't think that's the cook <laughs> <laughs> it's not unusual to feel drastic temperature drops 
and to smell aromas from long ago cooking. Oh, hope it's good aroma though. <laughs> Not ew. if you stay the night in one of the 347 rooms. Oh wow, so it's like a big hotel. Yeah. It is also not uncommon to be awakened in the very early mornings by a toddler. No, by I'm just the, kidding. <laughs> no, that's your life. <laughs> by the phone ringing very early like, you know, 2 3 in the morning. Pick it up. There's no one there. Just that Oh, and that happens a lot. Do you think it's just somebody at the front desk like, what room are we going to call tonight? <laughs> I this will increase our revenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just called that room, but let's do it again. <laughs> he sounded really pissed. And they'll come back. <laughs> so that's my story about the oh, Queen, yay. Mary, and, and people, even as uh, a friend of mine who truly does not believe you know she's a skeptic and she says that yeah when she was living there at the uh, uh, marine base she said that she heard these things and i know they do like ghost tours and oh yeah they do like oh, yeah. a big halloween thing on the mm-hmm. like they do like a haunted house like an actual haunted house they I do mean, a, a maze and every year they do a different maze and i think that whole that whole uh dock there um, does mazes oh, and wow. stuff. It's a big place to go f- during October, I guess. Wow. I want to go so, so yeah, badly. we'll have to go. We will. Wow. Great stories for episode two. Yes. Good work, Mom. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at Killer Hangover Podcast. We're also on Instagram, Killer Hangover, or email us at KillerHangoverPodcast at gmail.com next week where we headed mom we are going to investigate in we're going to investigate in north carolina (laughs) she's shaking the whole desk (laughs) you're that that excited about this oh no oh god i can't wait that wasn't me (laughs) it's a gold I believe we're going to talk about stories from North Carolina. Ooh, I better get a list going for some beverages for next week. Did I already give our social media? Okay. (laughs) Thank you again for joining us. Uh, Look for us next week. This was fun. Cheers, Mama. Love you, kid.